like it. Yeah. Two philosophers. For sure. Modern day philosophy. With no fucking background in philosophy whatsoever. Hey, bullshit, motherfucker. Yeah, baby. Oh, motherfucking yeah. Welcome to Wasted Content, episode 93. I am Anthropos. And I am Ozymandias. And for today's lineup, fresh from San motherfucking Diego, McKellar's Tree Blood released. This is 2022 McKellar Tree Bud. Um, this is the fucking flagship Imperial Stout from McKellar. You may have had plenty of stouts from them before, but if you haven't had this one, you don't know what the fuck McKellar can do with a stout. Um, tree blood. It's something that we've had um, off off the project. You know, uh, we've had pours here and there. We've never featured it here. And uh, just this weekend, uh, McKellar San Diego, which is a hop, skip, and a jump for us, about two hours away, uh, just had their release party for the 2022 Tree Blood variants. We have that in-house with us, and we're actually cutting this lineup in half. We're going to feature three in today's uh, podcast and the other three um, in a following episode. Now, to start off, the first uh, beer for McKellar's Tree Blood series is just that fucking regular-ass fucking Tree Blood. We just got to get a baseline in here and see what the fuck this beer is about. Now, Tree Blood is an imperial stout brewed with maple syrup and coffee. It comes in at 12.1 ABV, and we got some guy tapping a fucking maple tree right there. Just (laughs) fucking laying down on the ground with a tap pouring fucking fresh maple syrup. True to the McKellar artwork, huh? Oh, absolutely. Um, I was actually just boasting uh, um, the artwork that uh, you, Ozymandias, have made for the thumbnails for the project featuring McKellar artwork, just because it's... It's just a part of their shit for, what, a decade and a half longer. Um, They've used the same artist. We actually frequently talk about that when we've had a McKellar lineup. And um, the artist is the same. The the style is the same. The feel is the same. And it's great because uh, they've been able to stay relevant in the beer game and still have that very familiar feel to them. So it doesn't matter that they've expanded to the rest of the goddamn world. Uh, It still feels like old McKellar. It still tastes like it. So we're going to get right into it. E-I-E-I-O. I'm sorry. <laughs> he said it felt like old McKellar. I thought you were going <laughs> to break into song for a second there. Never mind. <laughs> All righty. So we're going to go ahead and get right into the fo- the first pour of today's episode with the tree blood. Here we go. First beer is poured out and we have the tree blood 2022 fresh from McKellar. This shit was fucking canned a few days ago. God. And let's get some smelling notes already, man. Yeah, dude. Holy shit. I didn't even have to put it up to my nose and I can already smell fucking maple syrup. Yeah, dude. Um, this thing is uh, smelling like it's packing a big punch. I'm getting these lovely roasty notes. Mm-hmm. I'm getting that fucking super ultra in-your-face saccharin. Just like you'd be tapping a maple syrup tree. This smells like Canadian money. <laughs> oh god that's lovely um wow. there's like this like rich velvety 
nature to the smell as well. I know that's weird because I'm explaining a smell in like some kind of like mouthfeel characteristic, but uh, fuck me, it smells like uh, like a rich velvety fucking chocolate cake. That's kind of what's got going on for it. Yeah, it does for sure. Lovely brother. Let's see what McKellar has in store for us for the year of 2022, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Motherfucker. A little booze heavy? It's definitely. It's the biggest note that I have here. Mm-hmm. So they're lining with that maple syrup, a little bit of roastiness, some nuttiness, like earthiness. Yeah. But, oof, that booze. Yeah, dude. Um, that'll make you fucking wake <laughs> up. Uh, it, it comes as no surprise just seeing as how this has been so freshly canned. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it's just been produced. It hasn't seen any aging whatsoever. So this variant is just fucking boom. It's the you know it's brewed and it's canned, um, no aging whatsoever to this. So that fucking high octane punch in the fucking mouth is to be expected. Um, to be honest, seeing as how we've had tree blood before, uh, you know, off mic, um, this variation so fresh. I've I'm like, what the fuck, um, McKellar? Did you guys like just make a lovely imperial stout and then bump up the, bump up the ABV with vodka or some shit? Mm. <laughs> this is. Coming across like a fucking Irish coffee, my dude. This thing is fucking loud. Mm-hmm. Yeah, honestly, like an Irish car bomb. Mm-hmm. Um, you get a lot of that creaminess, mm-hmm. and then a little bit of that fucking booze bite. That's very fucking unique. And then like again, like you mentioned, this was fucking canned this past weekend. Oh, uh, well, well like, yeah. Holy fucking shit. There, you can't get any fresher than this. Correct. Uh, we might as well just be fucking sticking our fucking head under the tap and just pouring mm-hmm. it like this motherfucker on the can. Absolutely. Um, this is great, dude. I'm not mad at the booze at all. Typically, I'm like, ugh. It's not <laughs> adding to it, but this, it, it's unique. It's not this like overpowering booziness. It's definitely strong, but it's not overpowering. If that makes any fucking sense. Also understandable mm. uh, how fresh it is. It's like you can't go into um, a high ABV beer like this with, uh, you know, 12.1 ABV, knowing that it's it's so young and not expect a punch in the mouth. Um, with that said, once you take a few swigs of this and you, your palate starts to become a little bit more acclimated to that booze punch, um, just this... Um, super fucking dark bitter cacao um really really takes hold uh the the mouthfeel of the beer is like a fucking really spongy fucking german chocolate cake um the coffee in here is big boastful roastful dude this is fucking huge and the maple syrup really kind of fucking um uh it it really kind of uh ties everything together it keeps everything together Mm -hmm. um it's kind of like a barrier holding all of these flavors and the booze kind of situated in this one little comfy fucking beautiful imperial stouty lovely fucking roastiness yeah that that german chocolate cake is sitting on a bed of maple syrup is what it's fucking doing Mm -hmm. um the only thing it's missing here for german chocolate cake is some fucking coconut but right. Other than that, it's fucking beautiful. I don't typically go for coconut anyway in beer. Same, same. Um, 
Fucking fantastic. Did you ready, are you ready to rate this? I think so, brother. Uh 2022 variant of the tree blood. Fresh off the fucking fresh out of the goddamn brewery. Uh goddamn. I'm gonna give this a lovely, a respectable uh nine per nine percent, uh nine out of ten. Um it it would have garnered a higher rating from me. Um, if it didn't just really kind of like scream at me, um, it felt like someone screamed right into my fucking mouth. <laughs> Your um, old drunk uncle, huh? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, bro. That's like some like potent. Oh, life is shitty. <laughs> <laughs> some potent dad breath, bro. Like fuck, some alcoholic dad breath yeah. right there. <laughs> That's on the tasting notes for you, McKellar. <laughs> um yeah otherwise everything is fucking wonderful you know we're fucking all about stouts here that's our 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 jam and um this is uh sits really comfortably among the best of the best (laughs) for this variant for me nine out of ten what do you got on this one uh nine out of ten as well i think where they could have done better is introduce a lot more roast considering it's a pretty high abv stout um i'm loving the the maple syrup but I want more roast, a little bit more chocolate, a little bit, you know, a little bit more roasty. Other than that, it's fucking fantastic. Um, one last note for this is um, if you do have one of these sitting around, you just went to the uh, release party over at McKellar's or you see this on the shelf. Uh, do yourself and anyone you're going to share this with a huge favor. Let it sit around for an, a year, a year and a half mm-hmm. at the minimum. Um, if you want the op- most optimal experience of this beer, um uh be a fucking uh uh you know like be someone who de- deprives themselves of fucking um anything luxury for just three or four years and just let it sit there and 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 let it fucking let everything level down let that booze simmer down have everything round out um yeah dude age this it'll be a much better experience for now nine across the board yep holy shit dude so i went to this fucking bar um this weekend, last weekend, okay. I don't fucking remember. <laughs> there was this fucking band playing. That's a good sign, right? Pretty good beer, pretty good drinks. Fucking expensive, but whatever. Um, there was this fucking band playing, and it got to this fucking point where people were fucking clapping, not like clapping like "oh, good job," but clapping along with the music. Along with the music, yeah. And it fucking pissed me the fuck <laughs> off. White people. <laughs> Well, mix, I oh, guess. Okay. That's usually a white person activity. It is, yeah. but it's like transcended cultures and it's Rape. gone everywhere. And <laughs> I went to this fucking like hipster bar and all these fucking hipsters. There's like Asians, blacks and Latinos and white people. Oh, shit, everybody could be a hipster now, huh? <sighs> yeah, it's fucking <laughs> weird. But so it gets to this fucking point where the people start clapping and that or one person starts clapping and then everybody feels like this fucking compulsion to fucking clap yeah. and it fucking pissed me the fuck off. Okay. Like, dude, fucking the absolute monster narcissist that exists in fucking people. Okay. Like, how <laughs> fucking dare you? The monster narcissist? Yes. Okay. How fucking dare you? Like, what gives you the fucking audacity? To fucking clap at a fucking concert and like again, I don't mean the appreciation, right? Yeah, it's just it. It, it, uh, it sounded like a bunch of fucking Neanderthals sloppily slapping their fucking 
Test your strength, mallet hands. (laughs) 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 And sound like a bunch of fucking monkeys, like uh, uh, fucking beating their fucking chest. Yeah. And throwing their fucking shit at each other is what it fucking sounded like, right? Jesus Christ. Throwing their fucking shit at each other. They're, They're adding absolutely nothing. Yeah, I agreed. Right? I agree on that point, yeah. And I know that seeing <laughs> people on stage, it tricks your fucking little fucking Neanderthal mind to think, I yeah, can that do could that. could be me. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> oh, and yeah. completely dismiss the fucking time it takes to fucking, like, grow this fucking talent to go on stage to develop fucking rhythm. Yeah, to practice, to garner stage presence, uh, to garner uh, musicianship, mm-hmm. uh, showsmanship as well. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Want to break it to them? You don't have fucking talent. You don't. <laughs> you fucking navel gazing paramecium motherfuckers. <laughs> you do not have rhythm. You do not have timing. You can't coordinate yourself enough to tie your fucking shoes without a fucking nursery rhyme. You're ruining fucking everything. These people have. Dedicated their lives to honing this fucking craft. And you're over here. All off rhythm. Nobody's clapping the same fucking time. Like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking slapping those fucking wet fish you fucking call hands. (laughs) Fucking pisses me the fuck off. The the part where that, that becomes narcissistic behavior is the part where you feel like maybe the crowd feels like they're contributing to this um, show. Is, Is that the part that... Yeah. The narcissism comes from? Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, it's no longer about the fucking, uh, the band playing. It's about me. This, how do I make this about me? <laughs> okay. I'm going to, uh, I mean, I, I like, I like that you I- embedded into this. The fact that, um, watching a performer immediately in- invokes into any, any, um, regular ass Joe, like oh shit that could be me. Um, I, I, I enjoy live music. I personally feel like the only way to like really fucking garner any kind of like real reputation and like a real fan base and respect from your fan base is to perform live music. Yes. Like everything is like digital and like fucking bleep bloop and fucking computers nowadays. Mm-hmm. You could produce whatever the fuck sound you want to nowadays that way, and that's <laughs> that's fine and sounds great, but. Um, the respect comes from like seeing somebody put in um, thousands of hours into this and then perform it live with all the fucking what is it with bumps and warts and all is that the phrase? Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we're, we're talking like, about the troglodytes offstage, or <laughs> you know, like with imperfections and all that shit. You yes. Know? Um, and and um, with that said, yes, definitely. Also, um. There's this like little innate part of us that just feels that way. And when you look at a human being doing something on a platform that just goes like, well, I could do that. I'm pretty sure like a fucking bunch of like the people that are listening to this, just listen to a fucking <laughs> episode. And they're like, oh, just drink beer and fucking talk. I can fucking do that. <laughs> the fuck, man? Why don't I fucking do that? And actually, that's yeah, probably. Yeah, happened often. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's happened often. And probably the the first concept that led us to start the project. Well, <laughs> Um, no yeah I'm not saying don't try to do stuff you want to become a musician 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 (laughs) um, by all means 
Get your ass out of the fucking bar. Go fucking practice for fucking 10,000 hours. Perfect the fucking craft. <laughs> yeah. Go on. Build a fucking audience. Get on fucking stage. Perform. Yeah. Don't fucking sit there going. <laughs> off rhythm. Yeah. You ruin the yeah. entire fucking experience. People who paid money to fucking be here. You're ruining it for them. Um, Specifically, the offbeat part is what really blows my mind that this wasn't an all-white audience well. because <laughs> that is like signature all-white audience. Um, all right, let me um, let me take this uh, elsewhere to another uh, another fucking place where white people really fucking <laughs> really really come together and commune. Um, I went to the House of Blues over in San Diego. Okay, and I went to go watch a folk band, and of course, it's a folk band. It's in San Diego. Um, you know, like I was the only fucking brown guy there. And everybody kind of like looked over, like, "Are you sure you're in the fucking?" I'm sure all the brown guys there felt the same way. <laughs> you sure you're in the fucking right spot? Because this is folk music, and it's San Diego. Are you sure you don't mean to go like another forty five minutes down the road? Because <laughs> you look <laughs> a little out of place here for sure, dude. <laughs> and um, while while I will say that, um, you know, to to my despair, um. There was a lot of show ruining by this group of this audience that clapped along um, offbeat. Um, <sighs> there was a lot of that. I will also, I'll, I'll throw in a fucking olive branch, man. Um, there was one song in particular that had a kind of like a little bit of a punk beat to it, which was a nice little uh, um, addition to this folk sound. And I immediately saw like pits forming oh god and i was like holy shit a pit oh wow and i went in and i started pushing people around and i was like I, I was quickly the asshole in there yeah because everybody was like more like hooking each other's elbows together and going around mm. and i was over here like punching and shoving and i was like oh shit wrong yeah wrong it's a nerfed <laughs> version of a pit <laughs> totally yeah. totally yeah so i'll throw an olive branch out by saying that is the friendliest pit I've ever been in. <laughs> <laughs> the friendliest mosh pit I've ever been oh, in. Oh, God. So thank you, San Diegans, for that. Uh, Th thank you for lovely beer, and thank you for the friendliest um, uh, mosh pits in the world. <laughs> but don't, but stop, stop clapping, though. Stop. Uh, stop, because please, please stop. It, it's awful, and you guys aren't doing it right, and mm -hmm. it's it's bad. And I can only imagine how distracting that is to the fucking people trying to put on show yeah. as well. Like, God damn it, fucking... The, the 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 fucking the, the 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 drummer probably has to have a fucking metronome next to him to counteract <laughs> the offbeat clapping from the audience. No, yeah, no good, no bueno. No, it's fucking terrible. And again, that like fucking narcissistic monsters that exist within people who fucking do so. <laughs> fucking, oh my god, it pisses me the fuck off, dude. I want to go around just fucking slapping these people on the fucking face and going, <laughs> shut uh, the fuck up. This isn't about you. <laughs> nobody cares about you we're not here to hear you fucking clap you fucking fat seal <laughs> that's good that's good <laughs> fucking a yeah and then you get these fucking bands that fucking invoke this from crowds i was just thinking about the that little fucking stand in front of the fucking stage and do this you know what that tells me is you're not a fucking material oh. you're out of fucking shit you have no other fucking way to fucking Engage. Engage with your fucking audience <laughs> other than like, hey, everybody, clap along. <laughs> like you're in a fucking Muppet fucking TV show. 
This is in fucking Sesame Street, motherfucker. I paid Damn good it. money to fucking watch you <laughs> fucking play. Damn it. I'm pretty sure I've been guilty of that. <laughs> I have too, for sure. I'm not saying I'm not I'm above this. There's like this intense sensation of like community and belonging when you're participating. Oh well. It's really fucking um you know It's it, powerful. Yeah. It's, yeah. <laughs> it's uh, intoxicating really. You know? yeah. like, oh wow, I'm part of something for a few seconds and yeah, yeah. Nice. I mean monkeys fucking banging their chest <laughs> and flinging shit at each other are also part of something. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> Never mind. <laughs> so next time you see a group of people clapping along to a song, start flinging shit around. <laughs> <laughs> or clap on their off clap. <laughs> Just to completely throw it off. Uh, you would do that. Yeah. I could see you doing that. Absolutely. <laughs> you fucking saboteur of good times. <laughs> you fucking agent of chaos and we get fucking, fucking beat up again <laughs> i wouldn't call that a beat up no you, you pretty you beat that guy up pretty oh, bad i don't know you broke Dick. my glasses <laughs> <laughs> break your glasses or did you break your hat he broke my glasses and then after we were broken up i was going around going i just want my hat I just want my hat because they're trying to split us up and I just kept pushing forward going, I just want my hat. I don't know you were wearing glasses I just for want my that. Hat. It was sunglasses. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Don't say that's your fault. Yeah, I wasn't a hipster or anything. It was Being just like sun's nerd. out. I was wearing some sunglasses. Gotcha. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was my fucking weekend, bro. Just <laughs> sitting there and fucking oh, in anger at this fucking bar and just fucking pissed off and just like dwelling on this fucking stupidity and fucking like narcissism <laughs> like, mm. and everybody else around you they're having a good time oh yeah of course <laughs> yeah every fucking time they're actually clapping along too and i'm fucking like i can't say anything to them because then it makes me a fucking miserable piece of shit that doesn't enjoy anything right but yeah Fucking A. I mean, I am a miserable piece of shit that doesn't enjoy anything, for sure. It's just, I can't subscribe to it. I can't be part of it. I can't be part of something like that. I just, mm. I, I don't want to say it's beneath me, but it's fucking beneath me, bro. It's like fucking, it irks me. That like fucking caveman dwelling bullshit. For sure. I, the chanting, the, the fucking the group knuckle thing. dragging fucking yeah. stupid bullshit. The group think. Yeah. Fucking, yeah. Yeah. I get it. Do you? Yeah, I do. I get it. Mm. I see. I see both sides. Do you? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Which makes it extra painful, because it, it makes me want to participate and then be painfully self-aware about how fucking ridiculous this behavior is. Yeah. Yeah. So it kind of like I'm enjoying it, and then the realization of how like stupid and primitive this behavior is kills the enjoyment, and I start being like self like aware. Yeah. And then it starts to like really like reality starts to crumble around me. And it puts a downer on the fucking mood for the night, right? <laughs> for sure. Yeah, it ruined my fucking night. <laughs> <laughs> fucking A. And then it's just me being fucking quiet, sitting in a fucking corner drinking. And everyone going, what, What's up with you? Are you all right? <laughs> There's people clapping. <laughs> There's people and then how do I clapping. go into that fucking like. <laughs> I, I can't explain that at the bar. It's too loud. Not, There's too yeah. many people fucking clapping for me to explain how fucking stupid they're clapping. Is. <laughs> the clapping is drowning out your fucking yeah. assessment, <laughs> your philosophical assessment of this behavior. 
Oh, dude, I got to say that's like a fucking pretty good analogy for like fucking society and the way that works, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. All the clapping from the chimps is drowning Oof. out your reason. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. We're going to die. <laughs> ah, we're going to die. The comet is coming. The comet is coming. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fuck the British, bro. Fuck the British. The British ain't got shit on that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Alrighty, my dude. Let's fucking get on to beer number let's two with for the British. this shit, man. Okay, let's move on to beer number two. Hold the applause. Um, <laughs> from the Barrel Age series from a Keller San Diego. This is a 2022 Trey Blood. This is a mint chocolate aged in bourbon barrels. Hmm. Not much of a read here. This is coming at a 15% ABV, bro. Yes, sir. So this is a bourbon barrel aged tree blood with mint chocolate. Fuck yeah. Holy fuck. Yes, sir. It actually does read um, a very quick ingredients right below there. Oh, imperial stout brewed with maple syrup, mint chocolate, cookies, and coffee. That's about the extent of that right there. Yep, 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 yep. And then it goes down into like the ingredients, barley malt, wheat malt, blah, 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 maple syrup. But let's see what we got here. Hell yeah. I know you're a fan of uh, mint chocolate chip. So I thought this might be a specifically um, favorable treat for you. Oh. Beer is poured out. There's not much head here. There's like a little thin laced head, uh, at least on my end. Definitely. I'm going to do my best to work that up and see if we could get a little bit of, uh, you know, swirling around and see if we could get some of those flavors to really uh, kind of jump out of the glass here. Mm-hmm. It's right. a nice, deep, rich brown chocolate color here. Not translucent whatsoever. Fuck yeah, dude! Pitch black, just looking like fucking like a like a like a dark roasted coffee. Even the head that's building up there—it's dark brown. Hell yeah, dude! I don't know I've ever seen any fucking head that's this dark, really. Mm-mm. God damn, that's like chocolate, dude. Yeah. All right, we worked up a nice little head here. Let's uh, let's put our nose in for uh, some smelling notes. Mint up front, a little bit of roasty chocolate. Definitely, dude. Um, it's actually giving me the impression. I've never had it before, and it probably exists, but it's giving me an impression of like, a, like a mint chocolate chip Oreo. Okay, yeah, I'm sure they exist. There's some like there's there's that creaminess mm-hmm. that's joining this like cookie nature, this like chocolate cookie nature, and of course the mints. That's uh, that's just pronounced enough to be able to get you know uh single it out here yeah well specifically they don't say chocolate chip they say chocolate cookies right right so fucking apt i think you're right on the right on the nose with that cookie and mint thing uh i have seen those oreos it's a green filling what they do instead of white makes sense yeah um fat ass (laughs) it's got this uh like uh like a marshmallow cream kind of nature to the smell Mm. 
uh, which really, really invokes that like Oreo kind of deal, that Oreo cookie kind of deal. So it's like a very special creaminess. It's not like creaminess as you would find it in like a milk stout. It's more of like this like marshmallow cream kind of deal. Yeah, I was expecting a little bit of booze on the nose, but there's none present, especially because it's a 15%. You're expecting a little hint of fucking warmth, but nothing yet so far. Not on the nose. And seeing as how this is now um, barrel-aged territory, um, we do have some aging that's gone into this beer or this brew specifically. I just really, really wish I knew how long. Right. McKellar doesn't seem to tell us how long. And, uh, you know, we've had a lot of experience with brewing companies barrel aging beers. We've seen them do uh, three months, five months, six months, one year. Uh, we've seen some brewing companies even like lazily go for like a month and a half. And to me, that's just kind of like whack. It's just really giving you the ability to put that shit on the label. Um, I don't think that McKellar's doing that because McKellar is all about bringing like badass fucking beers to us and they've been they have a track record for it but it'd be kind of nice to know how long it's been in barrels yeah all right we're going into this blindly we don't know how much barrel there is in here let's fucking see what we got dude cheers cheers oh lovely god damn Fucking a. Definitely a little, a little bit of the booze up front, followed by that creamy minty marshmallow. Um, you can, well, at least for my uh, taste, I can distinguish that it is a tree blood based beer. Absolutely, tree blood is loud here. Mm-hmm. With the adjuncts of chocolate and marshmallow, I mean chocolate and mint. And barrel. But the base beer is loud and fucking present. Uh, definitely. Super loyal to the base beer, uh, which I respect. Uh, especially seeing as how it's been launched as like the fucking variant release. Uh, you don't want them to go uh, too far from the base beer. Right. Um, so super loyal to the Tree Blood base. With these like lovely notes of like this like super um, ultra dark roast, double dark roast coffee. Um, these very rich dark chocolate notes, but with this like lovely element of this marshmallow cream, and I, I I don't know if that's what they used here, because you know they're they're just saying fucking chocolate mint cookies or whatever the fuck, but I'd like to know just so that we can like for posterity's purpose know that there is some kind of like marshmallow cream going on in here. Um, I can tell you that. They didn't go the route of some other brewing companies. I'm not complaining, but I, we've had some Oreo chocolate chip cookie stouts here before. And in some cases, when it's been done really well, the flavor's all there. And it's undoubtedly fucking chocolate chip um, mm-hmm. or I'm sorry, like uh, marshmallow cream chocolate cookie. But you do get this like fucking film of fat there that's unrefined for the beer. And that's not the experience here from McKellar. Um, this is a fucking big, boastful fucking Imperial Stout. Um, I do kind of wish that 
I got more wood, but there's so much happening with the flavor profile that I feel that wood might be drowned out. A little bit. It's there. It feels like very quick dry wood. It's just, it's booze wood mint. All right, here's what's happening for me. Mint, chocolate, coffee, syrup, bourbon. Mm. The, 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 the boost for me comes most prominently on its exit and is and it is definitively bourbon which which um kind of like um brings like a fucking like like a hatchet down on all of these extreme flavors that are happening because uh mckeller doesn't pull punches on flavor um they're just giving you like all of these adjuncts full force full flavored and you really really kind of actually do need that booze to just kind of close everything with the fucking quick snap and the bourbon really does well at doing that um but i i'm i'm actually a little saddened because that wood hasn't accompanied the bourbon throughout mm. the experience here you got a rating for this i do for the tree blood Mint chocolate. Um, this is a bourbon barrel aged imperial style. It's at fifteen percent ABV, which is fucking retarded. Um, uh, you know, like uh, by any stretch of the imagination. Um, anybody doing uh, bourbon barrel aged stouts at this level is doing it um, at a fucking god tier. Um, because every there's brewing companies that are just uh, completely content with aging their imperial stouts and bourbon barrels and having the outcome be an 8% or a 9% or a 10%. Or when you got God tier fucking brewing companies like McKellar, um, you're expecting nothing short of this kind of ABV and this flavor profile. And um, I'd say that um, it's going to garner, a, I'd say a, a nine for me. Uh, I'd say the nine comes from, I'm not particularly uh, you know, fond of mint chocolate chip as a flavor. Really? Yeah, I don't really like it. I don't. I, I don't like it in ice cream. I don't like it in fucking like cookies or desserts. Um, I it's it's interesting. It's an interesting flavor profile. I fuck with it, but it's not my favorite. I don't go out of my way for it. So the nine is coming from. This isn't really a flavor I'd go out of my way to you know, um, enjoy. Mm. Um, and then also, um pretty sure that you might find wood in this if you let this hang out for uh, a while uh nine for me um <clears throat> i'm gonna give this a 9.5 because of the abv the abv is ridiculous on here it's 15 percent. Yeah. you're getting warmth from the bourbon you're getting that boozy taste but it's not it's not a bad boozy taste it's not an ethanol corn ethanol taste it isn't no um the mint's good on here. The chocolate's great. Uh, they do call it specifically mint chocolate cookies. Um, I'm waiting for that like bready taste 
Yeah. Otherwise, it would have been a 10. Right. But it's missing that, like, bready, doughy taste. Um, other than that, it's a pretty fucking fantastic beer. I'd actually, um, I wouldn't mind grabbing some Oreos and crumbling them, tossing them into this fucking mug. <laughs> there you and go. And enjoying, like, a little bit of a crunch mm. along with all these flavors. Yeah, just call yeah. me crazy. I, I wouldn't mind it. I mean, I'm fat. Get so. some Oreos, dunk them into the beer. <laughs> Fuck yeah, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I wouldn't mind that crunch along with all these flavors. Um, yeah, dude. I mean, as far as the the tree blood goes, I think it's a very interesting variant. Um, it, it it stays loyal to the base beer. I think that's what really variants are should go should be for. doing. Yeah, yep. and uh, yeah, great work from McKellar. A nine for me. Nine point five for me. Beautiful, brother. Alrighty, for the last beer of today's lineup for the twenty twenty two tree blood. Preliminary lineup. Keep in mind, we have three more bottles of fucking tree blood. Hell yeah! For us, for another episode, we're gonna finish those tonight. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> it. Um, we have the 2022 Tree Blood Bananas Foster. Now, this is the tree blood applied to a fucking lovely dessert that everybody loves if you love barbecue you know what the fuck bananas foster is yeah this is the monkey flinging shit thing right (laughs) this is an imperial stout aged in bourbon barrels brewed with maple syrup banana coffee so we're gonna get right into this what is bananas foster bananas foster yes that's like a fucking little pudding thing that like has like mushed bananas in it and cream is basically like the the, the biggest uh, attraction to that is just like fucking bananas and cream. Oh. It's loveliness, banana-y creaminess, and creamy creaminess joining together to gotcha. provide a lovely dessert. I pictured a home for bananas who were abandoned by their pa- parents. <laughs> like the dad banana <laughs> went out for milk or cigarettes or something. He didn't come back. So the baby banana had to go to this home called the Foster's. Where they were mistreated. Where they were mistreated, mushed, (laughs) and then fed to one another. Pretty much. That's what a banana's foster is, yeah. (laughs) Alrighty, so we're going to pop this fucking bottle open. (laughs) Oh, yeah, baby. We're going to get the pour. Alrighty, so the last... Beer of today's episode. This is Tree Blood Bananas Foster. This is coming in at 15% ABV. So another rendition of the Barrel Age Tree Blood, just like the mint chocolate. Um, but we're to be expecting banana, coffee, maple syrup in this one. Uh, I'm just, I'm really fucking loving the fact that um, McKellar is yet another brewing company that is bringing a flagship stout and just seeing what the horizons are for this uh for this base beer uh i love when any brewing company does it you know you have so many successful brewing companies that take something great and then they just build around it and um it just it just so happens to be a stout always yeah and i love that because um early on in the craft beer um community it Stouts were kind of like um, something that people weren't really about. And the more and more that this community and this industry has uh, grown, the more this beer style is the cornerstone of like the epitome 
of the greatness that these brewing com- companies can um, can can do. It's like their prowess. So yeah, I think it definitely does bolster them up to a different level of craft beer. Once they start fucking with their like tr- uh, tried and true beers, right, and just introducing variants on that is fucking amazing, and it brings them up to a whole different level of any craft beer um, brewer. Legit, and it's um, it also is an indicator of uh, what the brewers are most proud of. Um, it's also uh, where maybe like their biggest flex comes in. Like, all right, this is something that we can really fuck with. And you don't see that happening. There's like, I, I haven't heard of um, a lot of brewing companies, especially like, especially like post early 2000s or 2010s that have a flagship IPA. Right. Like, um, there was a few brewing companies that established that. Yeah. Specifically on the West Coast, I want to say. Yeah, Lagunitas did it for sure. Totally. Stone Fucking Brewing. Ballast Point did it. Mm-hmm. You know, Sculpin. Oh, talk about a flagship IPA. Yeah. And they did variants on that. Um, you don't see that too often nowadays. More often than not, you see this is the flagship stout, and these are all the variants, and there's like a whole party about it. There's a whole event about it. Yep, yep. So um, I'm really fucking happy to be uh, trying this uh, 2022 uh, Tree Blood McKellar series. Mm-hmm. And we're going to get into the last one with Bananas Posters. Yeah. Um, what's up, man? You got Sorry, some... just, just another note on that. Like, yeah. it does, like I mentioned fucking like two seconds ago, in case you forgot, yeah. it does bolster them up to a different level because <laughs> it's not, it no longer becomes uh, putting a stout for a stout's sake. Like, right. oh, everyone has a stout, so we're going to put out a stout. Everyone has an IP, so we're going to put out an IP. It's like, no, yeah. this is what we fucking do. And here's a fucking variant of something already fucking fantastic. Correct, correct. Yeah. And it, it's also amazing to traverse the landscape um, at this point because we've seen a flagship, like a Black Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And we've seen what they could do with that. We've seen it double barrel aged and we've seen it fucking with some fucking grapes and like a wine fucking blend and all these things. We've seen Bourbon County do it with fucking tea and a Coca-Cola and fucking all these things. And then here we have it. And it kind of seems like a game where the like the elite brewing companies are um, really challenging each other on the horizons of what this um, this brew style and the flavor profile can uh, work with. Yeah, it's a little elitist for sure. Totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. So here we have yet another, <laughs> um, yet another fucking uh, inclusion into this fucking um, brewery, elite brewing dick waving. Mm-hmm. And we have uh, a phallic object included. We have a banana Oof. in this uh, lovely. All the best foods H. are phallic shaped. <laughs> yes, they are. <laughs> <laughs> you know how many fucking foods are. <laughs> Dick shaped, the best kind. <laughs> <laughs> Let's get into this, brother. Cheers. Cheers. Smelling notes. Smelling notes. Oh yeah. Smells like dick. <laughs> <laughs> Smells like dick cheese. <laughs> it's it's there, dude. It's right there. Mm-hmm. It's fucking lovely. It's a really ripe banana. <laughs> yeah, it is. You Fuck know. yeah, dude. Yeah, this shit was fucking like speckled with like some browns and fucking blacks on its peel. 
that fucking that combination of like banana and fucking syrup is fucking ridiculous and it's Legit. fucking me up right now. Legit. Um I, I wish that somehow, some way, um, there's a very I haven't even tasted this. Somehow, some way there's some peanut butter included into this some somewhere down walnuts. the line. Hey, yeah, banana nuts. maple walnuts, bro. Yes. Yeah, dude. You're talking about like some like fucking awesome uh like fucking breakfast muffin. <laughs> yeah. Um you could be doing like some fucking cool like PB and PB and J P B B and J. Like some peanut butter banana jelly sandwich. You ever had that shit? You ever fuck with that? Mm-mm. That shit's fucking phenomenal, bro. Mm. You just put some like slices of fucking banana in there. Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. I thought you meant like banana jelly. No, like, no, 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 no. Like slices. Like much bananas? Like fucking just slices of that shit up in there. Oh yeah, for sure. I'm hoping they're like sliced bananas and peanut butter. Mm-hmm. Fuck yeah, dude. So I think that's No, we grew up poor. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Tell me you grew up poor without telling me you grew up poor. Um <laughs> And I hope that they do that somewhere down the line. For now, we're expecting banana, maple syrup, and coffee. And here we fucking go. Cheers. Cheers, brother. Hmm. Holy fuck. Okay. Have you tried that banana beer? The banana beer? The banana beer. There's like one specific banana beer that's been around for ages. Legit. And to be quite honest, I probably haven't had it in over 10 years. Mm-hmm. But yes, I've had it. Yeah. I was half expecting that. And then at the same time, I was like, please don't do that. Mm-hmm. I forget what brewing company does, but they do a bunch of different flavors like that. I can't remember what it was, and um, if if I'm not mistaken, that was like the way I remember it. That was like the only thing on the shelf from them. It was like this is what we got out here. Uh huh. For a good while. Yeah. Um. I, I was doing like raspberries and other bullshit. Nah, I was like kind of worried that you were thinking about this. I think maybe you're like thinking of like maybe like Samuel Smith, and it wasn't Samuel Smith that was doing it, but it was always on the same shelf mm. as those guys. Yeah. Um, but I do remember that, and it was a banana bread beer. Banana bread, yes. And um, I, I don't get the impression that that's what McKellar has done here. No, absolutely not. I was afraid they were gonna go for that because that is a, I mean, long-standing. It's been around fucking years since fucking like two thousand eight, two thousand nine, from yeah. what I can remember. Yeah. Um, and I was afraid they were gonna go in that direction, but they didn't. Like, it's still, again, yet again, true to its fucking base beer with some fucking nice ripe banana. It is, dude. And, like, super, like, mushy, like, fucking, um, this is, like, the type, like, just, just like I fucking pictured it on the nose. This is the type of banana that's, um, like, got brown freckles all over it Mm. and, 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 like, mushy at this point. And just like really kind of funky. It's like a little bit of funk at this point. It's one of those like Morgan Freeman bananas, right? <laughs> yes. Andy <definitely>. Dufresne. <laughs> <laughs> it works perfectly with everything that's happening here. Mm-hmm. I got to say, um, fucking big ups to the brewing company. Big ups to the brewers over at 
uh, Mikeller San Diego for thinking of adding this to um, to a fucking Imperial Bourbon Barrel Stout. Yeah. Especially when it has coffee in it and has maple syrup. Um, fucking a, this thing tastes like, like, like breakfast. Um, yeah, it's it's one of those adjuncts that should be obvious, and then nobody does it. And once you have it, you're like, why hasn't anybody else fucking mixed banana with maple syrup and fucking coffee? What the Legit. fuck? Legit. Like it, it should be obvious, right? Nobody else really fuck with this. No, <laughs> I've never had an imperial stout with bananas in it. No, that's not a thing. Uh, I remember having. Like, um, some fucking, uh, IPAs that were fucking with some, like, funky Belgian shit and, That's like, right. some, like, crazy tropical hops that eluded to banana, to, like, funky banana. And that's, like, the extent of my experience with banana being involved in craft beer. Um, here we have McKellar straight up fucking, like, mushing up fucking mushy-ass bananas and putting it up into a fucking beautiful fucking beer. And it works like a motherfucker. Yes, it does. This is fucking, again, it, like, obvious. An obvious fucking combination that nobody seems to fucking have thought of. And it seemed, and that's honestly a true sign of fucking genius. Where you fucking come up with something that's clearly fucking there. But nobody ever fucking thinks of it. So the brewers behind this are fucking... Geniuses in my book, bro. Lovely, 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 lovely showing from McKellar. Um, like a real big flex. Uh, I can't wait to see what the other three beers in the sign-up uh, have to offer. And, you know, just, just to give a sneak peek as to what is in store for us, we have, uh, we started off this sign-up with the regular variant of the Tree Blood. We're going to be launching the next Tree Blood episode with the regular barrel age variant because okay. we have that as well um we have the regular ass fucking this is what tree blood tastes like when it meets bourbon barrels so i think that's going to be a good launching point for the other two up and comers um the other one that's waiting for us is going to be did a, we have the tree blood in a can last time we had it absolutely oh yeah, that's what did. it was i was trying to remember i was like i don't remember the fucking bottle but i remember it being in a fucking can it was the same exact design as well, mm -hmm. like the same label to it. Um, but I do believe that we had the 2018 or 2019. Right. It was just a bright variant. red can. Correct. Yeah. Um, so um, following uh, the uh, regular barrel age variants, we are going to be exposed to a chocolate pretzel variant Yo. of the Tree Blood. And then uh, to top that off, we're going to have a uh, mole variant, which... Um, is tried and true for stouts. That's a, like a chocolate covered pretzel. Uh, yes, for the <laughs> yeah for the chocolate pretzel one. Um, I don't see how that's not going to work. Sorry, that was a reference to Jane Silent Bob Strike Back. Mm. Yeah, because you, you fucking shove your hand so far up your ass and you're like, hey, would you like a chocolate covered pretzel? <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, I. I'm looking forward to that one particularly because I'm hoping that there's an inclusion of salt there. I I think it doesn't oh, work yeah. unless that there's like this like inclusion of like a salt crystal twang to it. Yeah, how do you do a pretzel without salt, right? Correct. So I'm hoping that's included there. 
And then to top that off, we have the mole. Like I said, it's something that's already been tried and true. Um, grounds that have already been tried through an imperial stout. And there's been brewing companies that have been able to master it. There's been brewing companies that have done it poorly. I've had, I've had mole stouts that make me feel like, oh my God, this is like totally traditional Latin American winter. And I've also had other ones that burn a hole through my stomach lining. <laughs> I've only just... had the ones that burn a hole through my stomach <laughs> yeah, lining. Dude. And <laughs> For weeks. are not pleasant. Um, <laughs> like specifically, Scarborough Company, like I'm looking at you, motherfuckers. Those guys put out some fucking like heat. Yeah. And and just like we've experienced, well, um, I love heat in the fucking beer. I love heat in food. I love heat everywhere. But it just seems like when you put in a beer, a lot of times... What happens is it doesn't hit you on your palate. It hits you in your gut. Fucking esophagus. <laughs> yeah, dude. It just fucking burns a hole through your stomach lining. Yeah. Like ulcer in a bottle is really what <laughs> like chili beers have come out to be. <laughs> so um, that rendition is going to be with some like Guajillo chili and some ancho chilies. And that sounds lovely. And you're never really wait. spicy chilies to begin with. Those are mainly flavor. Mm-hmm. There's like usually like smoke. Yeah. Correct. So I'm looking forward to that to see what Mikel is able to do with that, um, but that is going like to be on enough of the future lineup. Yep, yeah, that's going to be. It's called engaging your audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, for now, we have the banana foster sitting in front of us. Um, it's halfway down on the mug, and quite obviously, we've been enjoying it. This is lovely, and um, banana and coffee and maple syrup. Uh, somehow work really well together. I want a fucking waffle right now. Ah, um, I want I want some fucking pancakes for my hop, dude. I just want a fucking Belgian waffle to be munching on while I have this beer. <laughs> That's what I want. I want some butter. I want some whipped cream. Oh. I want some fucking powdered some sugar. Whipped butter. Mm-hmm. 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 All of that works really well. Holy motherfucker. Um, yeah, dude. Uh, big ups, McKellar, San Diego, twenty-two Tree Blood Banana Foster. I'm loving this shit. Um, I've got a rating for this. Do you? Do you got something for this? Yeah, uh, I'm gonna give this a ten. Mm-hmm. Um, this is by far my favorite rendition of the Tree Blood. Fuck yeah! Um, it's incredible. Again, it's like such an obvious fucking adjunct. Yeah, I can't believe nobody has fucking thought of it until now. No shit. Um, incredible. I'm just fucking blown away. I'm blown away by the ingenuity and the fucking talent to actually put it together. And then being true to its fucking base beer is ridiculous. This is Absolutely. 10 for me. Fucking A. Um, I'm going to say I would, because of the um, high octane content on the booze here, it's 15%. Um, really hard to move away from that. And uh, thank you, McKellar, for, like, putting this out there the way that it is. As, like, fucking just, like, boom, punch. Like, here we go. This is McKellar. This is what we do. 15% imperial style Asian bourbon barrels. Fuck you. Um, eat it up. And you're going to fucking love it. Fuck you. I, I love it. I love <laughs> it. I love it. Um, while I would probably say for any other rendition of this, I would say... Yeah, just fucking put it in a little corner and let it fucking age a little bit. Mm-hmm. Let it fucking, I I don't know, man. This is perfect. It's good. The, the amount of, uh, let's call it the amount of fermentation that the bananas have already been 
uh, like the, the ripeness that the bananas have been introduced to this beer is perfect. You put it a little too early, and it's like a like tangy. Yeah. And you put it too late, and it's way too funky, and it's just like they caught it right at its like most perfect ripeness to collaborate with everything else that's happening with the beer. Yeah, it's the Morgan Freeman banana. <laughs> totally. And I mean that because Morgan Freeman only works from the age of 40 to maybe 60. <laughs> Anytime before that, it's like, eh. Anytime <laughs> after that, it's like, yeah. You know, but Shawshank Redemption, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Even fucking Bruce Almighty was great. <laughs> but anytime after that, I'm just like, you're too old. <laughs> <laughs> it happens. Um, so... I would even I would caution uh, hoarders against aging this one. Oh yeah, don't. I think this one is one of the ones where completely out of character from everything that we've ever done on the podcast, um, where it's like just put it away for a few years. I think this one is enjoy it now. It, everything that's happening in this bottle, including how high octane it is, works perfectly now. Enjoy it now. Don't wait for it to fucking like mellow out or do anything. Get its full experience while you have it in your fucking hands right now off of the shelf. This is a 10. Okay. A 10. I was going to say, what the fuck's yeah, your rating, it's asshole? It's a 10, dude. It's an absolute <laughs> 10. Uh, the bananas elevate all of the flavors to a fucking awesome 10. Um, it's perfect. It's God's fruit. <laughs> it's fucking perfect, dude. I love it. Mmm. Uh, it like even the flavor evokes like uh like a certain uh a palatable texture to the beer. Mm. Um, it seems to like even like just kind of like like just get into your head and make the mouthfeel of the beer a little thicker, a little heavier, and yeah, just lovely, lovely, lovely. Yeah, there's um, a film on my teeth now from the banana. <laughs> Uh yeah, dude. Uh, Tree blood banana foster ten across the fucking board, baby. Yes, sir. Alrighty, so uh, we just went over the last beer of the episode, and uh, we're well and toasty at this point, <laughs> and it gets us to be um a little bit introspective. There's like a little fucking like a like a not not a twilight, but the fucking what's that shit before dawn light? What the fuck is that? There, there's like the a green name light? for that. Yeah, the green light. What the really? fuck is that? Yeah, there's like that's a... That's not a thing. That's the way I see it in my head. Okay. It's... um. There's a flash of a green light before the break of... Oh, no. After the sunset and before the break of dawn. Yeah, that's called Sup- a green flash. Supposedly. Which is super West Coast. And there's even a fucking brewery company about it. Yeah, it's not true. It's called Green Flash. It's not true. I can, I can guarantee this as somebody with the pilot license. The motherfucker who instructed me had me looking out into the fucking horizon Saying, the green flash? look out for the green flash. Yeah. And then after the sunset, he goes, just kidding. There is no green flash. Oh, oh what the fuck? Like, hey, asshole. <laughs> That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> he, he, he 
literally he said, tricked like, me just kidding <laughs> yeah, <he laughs> you fucking idiot just kidding dude there's no fucking green flash what is this a fucking movie <laughs> fucking retard the, I don't, he goes i don't know who proliferate the who proliferated this but they're fucking stupid okay. i was like i like you we can get along there's a brewing company about this <laughs> i know there is <laughs> and and like, i looked true. out into the horizon i was flying to fucking catalina and there's no fucking green flash well fucking there you know um i think it's called the twilight i think the twilight oh. um so uh this 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 portion of the podcast is the twilight of our fucking um mental fucking um introspection let's yes, call it yes, 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 and um with that in mind uh i have recently been um a, a little bit inclined to take a trip uh. to take a trip to take a fucking mushroom trip um yeah. so uh one of uh one of our uh, close friends is uh doing so um i want to say um i want to say he's become a psychonaut mm. i think that's the phrasing and uh, like a little late to the fucking party goddamn what the fuck we're in 2022 and we're like in our fucking early 30s and the term psychonaut has existed since like the fucking 70s has it and yeah apparently I thought you just fucking coined this no like, this is fucking thing. great yeah it's great because it's fucking because it's a thing already a thing yeah gotcha and um yeah like so this guy has become somewhat of a kind of a little bit of a psychonaut and um he's taking a few trips and he's recommending it to me and he's gifted me enough to fucking take myself and a handful of other people on a trip. <laughs> Legit. Um, or I could take one very fucking severe trip to myself. Yeah, the hero trip, right? That's the Psychonaut trip. Yeah. The Psychonaut trip is like you're taking enough for four people at a time. And yeah. you're going to fucking experience like out of body. You're going to lose the ego. You're going to lose the sense of ego, which... To me, is like really the goddamn. Um, I I know it's a little counterintuitive, but that's the real thing that kind of is seductive about the experience. Okay, um, it's the same thing that's made ayahuasca seductive to me, because that's another thing that I want to fucking try and I want to cross off the list, and probably all of this speaks to my awareness of the ego what's wrong with the ego and wanting to um decimate it and and wanting to fucking really explore what um consciousness is outside of that because it gives us a false sense of existence i think therefore i am bro um yeah for sure or like i am therefore i think i think that's the psychonaut um uh, 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 you know, uh, mm. counter argument. Okay. So, um, That's I want to explore. I want to explore. I am therefore I think. And um, with that in mind, um, you know, I've I, I have these things in my reserves that I have not quite built the courage to explore even on an individual level. And part of that is because mm, pussy. Um, I'm a pussy. <laughs> yeah. First, first and foremost. First and foremost. I'm there's, a fucking pussy. There's a thing in the way of you, <laughs> you venturing towards this, right? Your vagina. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and secondly, <laughs> secondly, um, I have heard of um, 
uh, set and setting. Um, this is like kind of the way that you frame your trip. And uh, part of the way that you frame your trip is uh, set and setting. And that means where you are located, mm. where you are mentally, and who are you with. And the who you are with is kind of like a big portion of this. Yeah. And the who you are with is highly recommended to be somebody that you love and somebody that you trust. Okay. So, I'm going to... As a former MDMA user, yeah, um, that was always the thing amongst anybody who tried any drug. It was always set and setting. Yeah, make sure you go into this with the right frame of mind. Yeah, and an intention. It's a very druggy thing to say, motherfucker. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like reflecting on it now because I was <laughs> an advocate of set and setting for the longest. Okay, fair. I was just like, fair. hey, dude, like, fucking make sure you're on the fucking right state of mind before you fucking take this fucking pill. <laughs> um, but also, that's a very druggy thing to say because I mean, I want the drug, I'm gonna take it anyway. Okay. So I'm I'm gonna use this as an excuse to fucking take it because I'm in a perfect setting for it. Alright. Um, but yeah, anyway. Sorry, I didn't mean to fucking derail your thought. No, no, go ahead. Um you have um okay, so MDMA is um uh fucking uh whatever the fuck it's in classed in the same kind of deal as this is. A little bit. Um uh hallucinogenic and a fucking psychotropic i believe it mm. is um so and and all in like the same realm of this like fucking um pseudo scientific um psychological mental treatment kind of deal that's happening in the fucking 2000s um that's like oh my god we treated ptsd with this i mean we treated depression with definitely this. doing a lot of crazy thing with this, this shit um, with and, both MDMA and, psilocy and psilocybin. And all of this is attractive. Um, I mean, just fucking insight into myself right now. Mm -hmm. um, I am like painfully uh, aware that um, I am somewhere in the middle of like maybe a mental breakdown. I don't know. Like when you say that, it's mm -hmm. kind of like really heavy. Um, but I feel like there's like, like a nervous breakdown that has happened. Um, over the course of like my recent past, um, I've identified the fact that um, like depression is a thing that I've been battling. Anxiety is a thing that I've been battling. And all of these things are like fucking um, uh, painfully aware to me, which is like, I think like totally fucking shittier when you're aware of them. Because when you're not like you're kind of like a slave to them. And then when you're like completely aware of them. It's like you're an extra slave to them because, <laughs> yeah, totally. Because, like, I know, I know this is happening, but there's nothing I can fucking do about it to pull me out. I mean, out there's a lot that. you can do to pull you out of it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not talking about psilocybin. Your... I'm not talking about drugs in general. <laughs> okay, I'm talking right, about right. relinquishing your fucking boredom, first off. Relinquishing boredom. Okay. Yeah. You're fucking sitting idle yeah you're, you're unemployed currently at the moment yes and that can drive motherfuckers crazy especially men um you're lacking a sense of purpose correct yes 
you're not working and you're like, what the fuck am I doing with my life? Yes. I'm a little bit self-reflective. And totally. now you have the time to be extremely self-reflective. Even worse. Yeah. So, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Relinquish your boredom for a bit. Find a fucking job. Something that's going to distract you from what the fuck your current state, your current situation is. Go work out. Go do something. Yeah. Find a fucking hobby. Yeah. Jerk off. <laughs> Do something. <laughs> um, well, all of those things are probably really great to um, uh, like counteract uh, a lot of this. I think it doesn't get to the core fucking problem. Really, I think most of these things distract you from it. And I'm saying this like while I'm like stuck in the mud, right? Yeah. I'm saying this from the perspective. Of somebody that's stuck in the mud with it. Oh. And um, I really strongly feel like a lot of these things, like, okay, so I'm looking forward to purpose, right? Like, I have interviews lined up, and I'm, like, fucking about to become, like, some kind of fucking customer account ambassador mm. some bullshit yeah. or some fucking like already fucking already management. looking at this the wrong absolutely. way absolutely yeah, already already <laughs> absolutely you know who the fuck you are you're fucking ozymandias sitting at the fucking bar going why the fuck are these people clapping <laughs> <laughs> you know and i I'm dabble i like to dabble my fucking feet into the fucking depression side once in a while for entertainment purposes. Because uh-huh. Yeah, for entertainment purposes, uh, motherfucker. This bro. fucking guy. It's fucking. You hilarious. mean the fucking emperor? <laughs> <laughs> this fucking guy. I like to dabble. I like to tear tire back and forth between the line. <laughs> I like to roll myself in the fucking filth and mud <laughs> and oink. <laughs> And I, I strongly feel like all of these activities are things, ways, means to distract you from the real core problem. Now, here come the fucking psychotropics, right? Mm. It, like, these are the things that are supposed to really, like, kind of, like, shine a light into the fucking real problems, force you to face your fears. Aren't like, that's what, like, ayahuasca is. Isn't that why you're fucking depressed? Because you're forced with the fucking reality that fucking existence is fucking fleeting? No, I think, like, I think, like, obviously, again, uh, from the perspective of somebody that's stuck in the mud, I really feel like being um, self-reflective and introspective about this, I feel like the, the bad, quote-unquote, feelings that come with this state come from negating or um, distracting oneself from really the core problems. I think you sign a contract when it comes to um, these kinds of like mental ailments. Um, I think you sign a contract where the mental ailment tells you, I am going to continue to bother you and you're going to continue to feel pain and discomfort until you address and acknowledge what the fuck is actually bothering you. And that's a contract that is written between your psyche and your fucking self that is um, uh, uh, external. And um, I don't think that you move away from those. You can't do this without any extravenous um, stuff? I think you can. Like, I don't know that that, um, I'm making an argument that you cannot. Um, I am actually just at this point curious at 
things that have been readily available to human beings throughout the entire existence of us that have helped us overcome these things. Mm. I think like just personal like willpower and like mental fortitude have allowed people to escape these states. You don't think that the development of society has helped us to overcome these things? Um, like no, creating- I think it's counteractive actually. I think that what? like the things that have been structured in society have actually led us astray from these things they've kept us busy so as to like not really fucking actually deal with these core things that bother us as human beings these are things that are developed by human beings for human beings as a cultural movement it's not just some random guy going "Eh, let's distract these people like we built this yeah i mean forget us now but like as a as a species we built this we built the society the way it functions the way it moves yeah. um maybe to distract us or maybe to just deal with the fucking existential fucking dilemma that yeah. we're gonna fucking die one day correct correct i think at this point um maybe somewhere in the fucking lines maybe we had that maybe in 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 uh, looking back at human history where we had some kind of like the renaissance i feel like maybe is really nice to think about along these terms and all the plague and because all that. <laughs> yeah totally yeah. um you had um arts uh the arts were um like a central point yeah of this. i don't, I don't want to get started on arts and, currently and that was kind of like um it allowed the expression of like the human condition um at this point uh, we don't really have that we have uh, uh, really fucking uh, menial, soulless um, work and um, a, a billion other things to distract us, a billion other screens to distract us from our like uh, ego. And I think that's what we've built to this point. And um, I think that those things don't serve us to really reflect on the human condition. I don't. I think that they serve to do the exact opposite. What is the necessity to reflect on the human condition? I think the ability to be introspective. No, no, not the ability to do yeah. so. Yeah. But what is the necessity of doing so? Time. What about time? Um, mindfulness. Which kind of comes hand in hand. Yeah. Having the time to be able to sit in nothingness and just like kind of like be with that, yourself that's having and, the ability to do so right? and your own thoughts right yeah. that's how so what is the necessity of doing so like you're you're kind of telling this of like everything else we've built is right. a distraction yeah but the important thing is to self-reflect yes why become in tune with yourself Others, you can't do that with finding a purpose and like the world. We fucking got out of the fucking jungle and into caves for a fucking reason. It wasn't by happenstance or as a distraction. I I think that when we were in the jungle, we didn't really have enough time to do that either. We were like way too busy running away from lions and fucking searching for fucking. sources of nourishment yeah to be able to do so yeah i think the ability to transfer into caves gave us that yeah it gave us the ability to fucking have some protection 
against the environments and time bro and, and time and i'm gonna like throw this in here as like a fucking um unapologetic fucking um no 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 like, like you're saying you're, it gave us time yeah right and out of that time and that necessity we created what we have now yeah like the sense of purpose and drive and all this stuff these like things that are looked on as not innate within us are does that make sense yes yeah like you're you're um kind of you're, you're creating an enemy of something that's not your enemy you're looking at this stuff that we've developed as as a society through evolution and all, all whatnot as not part of the human experience but it necessarily is part of our experience nice um i, I love whenever our conversations delve into the philosophical mm-hmm. because that was really what kind of a little bit of what this project was supposed to be about yeah um there's like a fucking like thomas versus hobbes argument that's happening right now a little bit between our conversation and it's um exactly like the argument of um man was not meant or did not evolve to be in the structure of government right versus the argument of man constructed government so as to be the best self right and i haven't quite explored that argument to be able to speak to it um professionally but i think that it's a super interesting fucking notion because it's um i think ultimately it's the what like when you like boil it down to its essence i think is man is innately evil and man is innately good argument okay um i i think that i think i think that's like what that argument is about again i haven't i haven't studied that argument the thomas versus hobbes if i'm not mistaken um argument to be able to like construct some kind of fucking like really um palpable fucking uh i mean statement to it but neither have i so let's go with that yeah what are your initial thoughts on that uh i I, uh, a a lot of my life i have thought that man is innately um quote-unquote evil that we are selfish and that a lot of the means to an end are for our own personal benefit. Even constructing tribes and societies have been because of our our ability to um, redact, or I'm sorry, to subtract, uh, extract uh, a personal uh, benefit. Um, are you familiar with Terrence McKenna? Um, I've heard the name. Not he's, familiar with his philosophy. He's, he's like famous for his like stoned ape theory. Oh, nice! And okay. like, you know, we were monkeys at some point in history. Yeah. And he attributes the development of the enlargement of the the monkey brain to the size that is now the human brain. Um, he attributes that to psilocybin. Yeah. Right. These monkeys got a hold of some fucking uh psilocybin or taking psilocybin going on these fucking trips and it expanded their fucking mind to what it what we know as a human mind yeah and in that came culture and and that became tribes and all that stuff and part of that was our acknowledgement of time you mentioned time earlier 
um, was sacrificing the present for the future, right? So in, in tribes, you sacrifice nice. the present for the future, and you nice. you nice. begin understanding how what time is because you're not just living in the present. You know, you're gonna live a couple of years from now, and you need to work towards that benefit that's actually one of the things that separates us from like even the most advanced primates yeah um now to this day is the ability to fucking have this like construct of time and like planning for the future yeah totally yeah it is it completely separates us from like primates now um but it did so in a very specific and unique way matter that is necessary to our development as human beings so with the development of time we began thinking about the future and like creating culture and creating work and there, a lot of our culture revolves around time and managing our time and doing all this and whatnot and i feel like a lot of people who take psilocybin always demonize stuff that is necessarily human um, and just think of it as an ego trip, but even the ego is necessarily part of us. Okay. Now, whether we deem it like a productive thing that's a part of us, or uh, uh, or like a positive thing, let's call it that. Let's attribute these things to it. Um, okay, so Why? a lot of things that we've built. Um, because of our mental expansion mm -hmm. have led us to the point that we are today, which is fucking great. Technologically advanced and all that shit. Um, it still leads us to the existence where we haven't exactly been to, um, uh, uh, how can I say this, uh, preoccupied with future. It's still kind of led to us to be selfish and only think about us now we Do live we? in a we live in a world where we have made it not always um exponentially fucking shittier for the um future generations in terms of climate change in terms that wasn't of, intentional it wasn't we're gonna fucking dig up these fossil fuels to fuck up the future it's intentional up until the point where ignorance is no longer an excuse so even in the 70s but it's not an excuse we, it's just you've developed a whole industry around fossil fuels you can't just cut them cold turkey either you can if you're um if you're reflective about the impact that it's going to make to the future and if you have a, an alternative which is exactly your argument the argument being that we have come to a point where we're so fucking conscious that we can think about the future i don't i didn't say that the, okay well that's what i drew from it it okay. was like all right, we've built systems yeah. that from like being able to look into the future, we've built systems that give people purpose, and that's where we are nowadays. But even from the 1970s, we've identified that the things that we're doing now, specifically when it comes to um, oil, um, are going to severely impact the environment for future generations. And it's become a thing where power and money and status has become so fucking um, the focus of it yeah. that world powers and everything else that's laid out to um, give everybody quote-unquote purpose 
has become about that, about the here and now. It hasn't become about caring about the fucking future. And um, that's not always true. Okay. I mean, yes. That's the like dominant culture. (laughs) It's like, I'm going to reference something I've mentioned a couple episodes ago. Like, I can love my country, but hate its leadership. Yeah. You know? Um, Just because there's this one fucking aspect of human beings that is maybe selfish. Let's, Let's fucking stick with selfish. That doesn't mean we're entirely selfish. No. It does not mean that. No. Correct. The world that all of this has established is the, the, the existence and the economy and the infrastructure that it has built is. I don't think it is. We were off mic considering talking about this whole like Russia-Ukraine thing. Yeah. Right? And then I said that we don't know enough about it we don't know enough about the history and we realize that they're playing this like four-dimensional chess throughout fucking decades yes building up to this moment correct so they are thinking about the future yeah and it's still like um heartbreakingly because short-sighted there's still no viable alternative to fossil fuels i mean yes electric but even then there's it's not where it's supposed to be um uh, maybe like theoretical f- physicists have already found the answers to those things. We've already explored ideas you think such so? as yeah, absolutely, totally. But we've already explored ideas such as like Dyson spheres. We've already explored ideas that are um, not uh, uh, you know um, centric on fossil fuels. You're talking about a Dyson sphere. You're talking about surrounding a fucking sun to generate its fucking absolutely. power. We don't have the ability. We can barely we reach fucking Mars. We do not have the ability. We can barely reach Mars. Like how? Correct. You can't. But um, we also have we're, identified. We're limited by the technology of today to do what we're doing. I suppose. I suppose. Um, I think that that also comes at a price of um, our um, quality of life that we have expected. Because I'd say that if you were to draw back um very much so considerably so on the quality of life that we've expected for us in the first world i'd say that you'd be able to give up a lot of concessions that would allow us to be a little bit more harmonious with ourselves and our earth and each other um Mm. you would remove a lot of these like geopolitical fucking um uh games these geopolitical four dimensional um chess games that are happening yeah if we were to draw back a little bit right um i've said this before in previous episodes when it comes to this kind of topic it's um that they have they have given us this quality of life and they've like given they fed us this idea that um this wouldn't be possible if it wasn't at the expense of millions of lives in our home countries. I don't think that's the case. Um, it's exactly the case. I think labeling it evil is the issue here. You're demonizing something that's innately human. Um, it is innately human. It yeah. Is. You're, you're demonizing something that's part of our culture, part of our... It's, it's innately biological. It's, it's part of 
biology. Yeah. Yeah. And like labeling it as such is the issue here. Um, I think having the ability to transcend the biological is where we leave the fucking, the, the platform of um, like, oh shit, we are victims of our that's, biology. That's I my problem with psilocybin. I think that's the awkward stage that we're at in our human development <laughs> yeah. is having the ability to um, really, um, uh, how can I say this? Like put together the ideas of the fact that our biological impulses are leading to our own demise and um, still being in like this like fucking um, adolescent stage where we're still bound to those um, behaviors. So that in itself is my problem with psilocybin is psilocybin promises an expansion of the human mind. Uh, thinking beyond the biology. Um, but I don't think we're capable of that. As human beings, we're limited by our, our faculties. And psilocybin kind of promises an escape from it. Yeah. And saying, hey, no, you, you can move beyond your biology. You're not just this uh, physical being. But I think that's completely wrong. I look forward to the episode where I'm able to um, <laughs> speak speak to it. I don't know. It just, it just promises a lot, like in itself. It promises an expansion of the human brain, uh, an expansion of your creativity. But you can't you can't do that. You, you can't make creative people not creative. You can't make. Uh, someone who's hyperproductive creative it just it just makes you okay with who you are yeah. and your your place in the world essentially uh you mentioned our friend and like he he gives you all the or has given us this lecture about um connecting with the universe and connecting with existence and connecting with with nature but if anything he's more of the person he was before that it certainly seems like it, yeah. And it's made him seems okay like it, yeah. with being that. Yeah. Maybe he took the wrong mushrooms. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. Maybe he took the evil mushrooms. <laughs> he took hey, bro, the evil mushrooms. Are you giving me evil mushrooms right now? <laughs> are you trying to make me more evil? What the fuck, bro? I hadn't even considered that. You fucking asshole. The last batch that he gave me was called penis envy. That doesn't sound like it's going to bring me closer to fucking oneness. Penis okay? envy? <laughs> it doesn't bring me... It doesn't Does he not like realize what the entire <laughs> fucking Jim Crow laws were about? <laughs> All of civilization was just penis envy, bro. <laughs> Fucking A, dude. Like, this guy has a bigger dick than I do. I'll just bomb him. Hey, <laughs> you Greeks, you can't build statues with huge hogs. Make them <laughs> tiny penises. <laughs> Those people have bigger fucking penises. Bomb them. Yep. And so goes the fucking foreign policy. <laughs> and all of the missiles and all of the bullets, they're all shaped all like phallic dicks. Objects. Yeah, all phallic objects. My shaped like dicks. fucking dicks are bigger than yours. <laughs> Check this out. It's it's a fucking condition where you want to bring phallic objects into other people's fucking business 
And in the fucking words of the great George Carlin, it's called fucking with people. <laughs> so I look forward to an episode oh where I'm going to be able to bring insight God. to this. I look forward to an episode where you're going to be able to maybe um so, like uh, secede from this mental block that you have <laughs> from becoming fucking actually connected with the universe, I'm, bro. I'm looking forward to taking a trip with I you, I am bro. what you would call or people would call a creative <laughs> without fucking drinking myself off here for a bit. And I've worked extremely hard to be productive. <laughs> yes. Because my, my creativity and laziness uh, were a handicap. Yes. And now I'm kind of creative, but also kind of productive now. And I've worked extremely hard. And if it's going to exacerbate my creativity side, it's also going to exacerbate everything that comes with it, which, which is, is the inability to fucking act. Nice. Okay. Well, we'll see if we come to that, sir. No. <laughs> and we're going to fucking close off episode 93. Thank you for joining us for a oh fucking full lineup God. of Tree Blood from McKellar. And holy shit, did this expand our fucking consciousness? Hey, what the fuck? What do you know? <laughs> um, fucking bananas and mint chocolate chip, bro. Fuck the mm -hmm. mushrooms. That's all you need. <laughs> Put a little bit of bourbon with some bananas and mint chocolate chip. What do you fucking know? <laughs> you just got a little ferment. There you go. Oh, that's what it is. Yep. Alrighty, everybody. This has been episode 93 of Wasted Content. Um, signing off. My name is Sam Kobos. And I am Ozzy Mendes. And we will see you next week, motherfuckers. Peace.